you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So this week on the uh, podcast, um, we're going to talk about um, some of the lost things that we find in Luke 15, part of the lectionary reading for this week. And so, Zach, as you uh, dive in to that, um, what comes to mind? Um, so, so in Luke 15, we have uh, three parables that Jesus um, that Jesus really tells here: um, it's parable of the lost sheep, parable of the lost coin, and uh, a parable of the lost son, right? The prodigal son. And uh, what I, without reading, you know, without reading the full chapter, um, just a brief overview. What I, what I love about these is, is in, in my Bible, they're titled occasions for celebration. And oftentimes we focused on what's lost, the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son. And, and sometimes we shift our focus to how the people around them respond. Um, uh, the shepherd going out and finding the one, um, the woman searching madly for uh, the one coin, and the father receiving in the son. Um, but what what I think we often forget to do here is find these occasions for celebration. Uh, that in each of these parables that Jesus tells, yes, there's something lost, there's somebody that looks for it, and there's somebody that receives the lost back in. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to preach about there. Um, but it's, but it, I, I think what we lose, right, in, in these sometimes is that, that moment of celebration of when, uh, when we find something, when, when we are found, and, and, and the reasons that we have in this life to simply celebrate. I think we often overlook those moments of celebration in our lives for many, many reasons. Maybe... Um, Maybe we find occasions to celebrate in the midst of grief, um, and and we feel guilty for celebrating because somebody around us is grieving, or uh, we just simply miss it because we're busy, or there's something going on, uh, or it just seems so normal that something like that would happen, that we would be found, or we would find something, or um, you know maybe we experienced that moment of celebration, and we have a hard time to celebrate with others because we've been there. And so we don't see it as big, as big of a deal as we did when we experienced it. And so we miss out on these occasions for celebration. And I, for me, that's, that's one of the most important things in Luke 15 and this whole chapter is, yes, there's a lot of grace. There is a lot of uh, being found. There's a lot there, but there's also a lot to celebrate within and around these parables. So I was thinking of the uh, Robin Williams, Peter Pan. Mm, mm-hmm. And like, as a kid gets excited that he's getting, he's like, he's getting it. Getting he's it. getting it. And oh. like, one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when he touches Peter's face and he says, Oh, there you are, Peter. That a preach. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was thinking of that. Cause like thinking of how often we lose ourselves. Yeah. 
and that when we find ourselves, there is the sense of, of celebration and we celebrate because a change happened. And you think about that, we, when we celebrate, it's because a change happened. We celebrate right. birthdays because you change a year. We celebrate birth, life, death. I mean, celebration is a sense of a change happened and we're marking it and honoring it. And, and in both the parables for today's scripture reading for, um, you know, we're looking at one through 10 is there's that lost, there's that found, and then there's the celebration. Mm-hmm. And it's to mark the event, but mark that the things have now been found. And, you know, I, I love that line from Jesus. I tell you that there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who changes heart, both heart and life, than over the 99 righteous who have no need for change in their hearts and lives. And I imagine this scene, because if you read the first couple of verses before this, Jesus is looking at the people, he's looking at those sinners and outsiders, and then he's looking at those Pharisees and, and legal experts. And he just basically says, if these sinners that are sitting next to you, if they change their hearts and lives, heaven will rejoice over you buttholes who are, you know, being religiously staunch and not changing your hearts and minds. And I, and I love that because it is a sense of sometimes in order for us to change, we have to lose our, a, a portion of ourselves to mm-hmm. find the new self. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like when we think about this, this would be, this would be a fun text to preach this week um, in the sense of, I mean, you can do it with, you know, with the newness of school starting over and, and the newness of back to school for churches, you know, and like, Hey, yeah, you, you fell off and you stopped coming to Bible say for a while, but now you're recommitting it to this and, you know, there, there's some joy in that and, and to strive to be better. Well, you know, it's, it's, we see it a lot around Christmas and Easter, right? When we have, uh, when we have our big services throughout the year, right? Uh, and, and there's a lot of shaming and judgment that goes on for folks to only come to church for Christmas and Easter. And, and I always like to turn that conversation around of if we can only get people here Christmas and Easter, that's two more times than, than a lot of people go. Um, but also look at the stories, look at the celebration that they get to hear, look at the grace they get to see. Uh, why can't we extend that throughout? Um, but it's that whole idea of we're missing the point. People are coming. It doesn't matter when they come. Let's just be excited that they're here, uh, that they've in, engaged the church, they've engaged their faith in these ways. And if it's Christmas and Easter, if it's something like a theology on tap or bar church, um, if it's a small group, if it's a funeral or a wedding, my gosh, they're in, uh, they've come and they're engaged. You know, those are reasons to celebrate, right? Right. And, you know, what was interesting is last night, so we did a theology on top last night, and one of the young men that we've invited over to sit with us, and definitely fully engaged in the conversation, it was a great thing. And my lay leader later texted me and said, you know, he probably wouldn't have never come over had it been just a big old group of Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that there were people from diverse, you know, we were definitely diverse, and um, he felt comfortable enough to come over and at the invitation of someone else. Um, and I think that that's, we forget how often that invitation matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and we assume that a flyer or a billboard or something's going to bring people to Jesus when in all honesty, it really is about that personal invitation of mm-hmm. helping people find them lo- their lost selves and then celebrating that and, and, you know, moving on to new life. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's, there's this thing that we do culturally that when people get excited and it's something that we've, we look at people and say, act like you've been there before. I'm bad about that. Hey, act like you've been there before. You know, get a hold of yourself. 
but my gosh, let's celebrate with one another. Um, and and let's and if, if that causes us to be a little silly, sometimes great. Let's be a little silly. Uh, if it causes us to walk across the room and say, "Hey, why don't you join us?" Let's do that. Let's celebrate that. Um, you know, let's let let's let our guard down a little bit. Like like you said, Jesus is talking to tax collectors and religious leaders and people, who, legal experts who are grumbling and affectionately, the word you used was being buttholes. Um, we we find ourselves in those places often. And that's what we're that's what we're being when we won't celebrate with people and allow people those moments to truly be excited. We're stifling that faith, that grace, um, that celebration that they have experienced, and we're no better than uh, those grumbling about what Jesus is doing in those moments. And I think that that's the that's the key. Is that, I think so too. Um, you know, this week, you know, who are you? Who are you ministering to? You know, and are, and are you seeking those who may be lost and like? doing it in a loving way where they feel like they can be found. I think that that's important. Um, and, and to be aware of those moments and celebrate, celebrate those victories and, mm-hmm. you know, don't let a no just beat you down, continue on and, mm-hmm. and try to do the best that you can um, and, and just not give up. I think we give up all too easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. Rockies won two games against Cardinals this week. We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day.